Welcome to the Peace Church D Group Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Perry, the mobilization pastor and D Group leader at Peace Church. I'm here with Aaron Pierce, our multiplication pastor and leader of our discipleship ministry. This podcast is a resource to encourage, equip, and empower D Group leaders to lead their D Groups well. Welcome back to the Peace D Group Leaders Podcast. This is part two of how to multiply your D Group. So the first part we talked about, uh, there's three goals that we're going to be trying to accomplish as we multiply our D group. Goal number one we talked about last episode was, one, identifying those potential leaders. And then the second goal was begin sharing leadership. So if you've not listened to episode 12, you need to go listen to episode 12 first, and then uh, listen to this episode. Uh, This is part two of how to multiply your life group. So Aaron, man, if you'll just walk us into the third and final goal of multiplying your life group. Yeah, so... Oh, D-group, not life group. <laughs> Dang it, idiot! <laughs> it's all right, man. Well, we, we always get them mixed up, right? D-group, life group. Um, the great thing is about this at this point, right? So you've you've kind of walked through the first two goals. That took up really the first nine months, three-fourths of your group, right? So at this final goal is much more intentional, and it's centered around four conversations. And the final goal is just this, intentionally preparing your group to multiply, this should happen at about 12 weeks from the time your group's finished, roughly three months or so. Um, you know, these are just estimates, right? Don't, don't be legalistic about it, but we're just giving um, enough time to kind of build this uh, stuff out. So here's how this works. Um, the first conversation that you have in this final three months um, should happen right at about three months out. And this is centered around uh, the why, who, and when of multiplying. All you're doing right here is very specifically casting vision for this. And what we have, and we mentioned this in the last episode, all the content we're going through in here is in a guide um, called the Multiply Guide. And especially these conversations, I would strongly urge you to have this guide on hand. Yeah. Hey, while we're talking about this guide, because I see the hard copy in front of me, and it looked really good. So obviously you stole this from somebody. Who did you steal (laughs) this Multiply uh, brochure from? Believe it or not, I got the idea from uh, Long Hollow, but we totally made it ourselves. And somebody... From our church, shout out to Mr. TJ. TJ! Did a great job designing it, so it looks super nice. It does look good. It was not me at all, so I just let you know. <laughs> all right, sorry. Uh, sorry about that. You're good. You're good. Um, so the first conversation, right, is about casting that vision. You know, obviously, you we've talked about you would have been saying that multiplication is important throughout the whole time of your group, but right here, you're really digging in. And what it does is it walks you through a couple passages of Scripture that explains why we multiply. Then it talks about who. And the great thing about this, there's a part in this conversation in the guide that says, as you prepare to multiply, what best describes your current posture? And you give them the option, green light, yellow light, red light. You know, green light, am I ready? Yellow light, I'm not sure. Red light, no, I'm against it. You need to do that because you need to find out in your group why aren't they wanting to. Is it fear? Is it they don't like the idea? You know, what is it? And work through it. And then another question it asks, which is so helpful, is which barrier best describes um, or what is the biggest barrier you face in leading a D group? And so, you know, there's a few examples, like one of them's theology. You don't know if God's called you. That one's probably not going to be most of them. But the other ones are like practical. I don't know how to multiply. Qualification, I don't feel qualified to do this. Availability, I'm not sure if I do. People, I don't know who. Right, like you're you do this because it allows you as a leader to know, okay, in the final three months, here's what I can do to work through with my group to help them. Um, and then at the end of that conversation, you just kind of set a goal for them to say, okay, 
by the end of our group meeting and go ahead and write it down on paper, I will have already been praying and pursuing people um, for this goal. Because again, if you wait to the very end of your meeting and you're like, oh guys, by the way, you got to multiply and you just leave them, odds are they're not going to, right? So you're giving them plenty of time still with you to kind of invest in that. And so um, that's that first conversation. The second conversation that you have in this final goal is, you know, about a week later, just say the next week after you had that first conversation. And what this one is, you're just going to really practically help them identify potential members for their new groups. Um, We walk through an example or an acronym before early in this podcast of who you're looking for to disciple. I'm going to see if Brad remembers what it is. Oh, this is easy. We're looking for fat people, man. (laughs) We need those fat people in this church. And what's fat stand for? Faithful, available, and teachable. Boom! Bam, done. There you go. Ten points. Yes. <laughs> Got that jewel in my crown. That's right. So, I mean, that's a, a simple acronym to help them look for. We've explained that in another podcast, so we won't go through it here. But you will go through that with them in that conversation just to help them see what that looks like. And so, you know, there's a lot of layers to that, and there's some things in here just practically what to look like. But at the end of this conversation, and by the way, these conversations are taking place within a, a D group meeting, right? And so you're, you know, after your hear journals, um, maybe even after accountability questions, you jump into these conversations and let that wind down your group meeting for the day. Uh, but this last thing that you do in the second um, second conversation is really helpful. There's this little uh, like boxes that are on the guide, and have them write out names of people that they could potentially pray for, say three to five names of people in their life that they think they could do that. And then when you come back the next week, actually have everybody share who it is. And then you as the leader encourage all of them to write down the names of everybody that each person said so that they can be praying for one another. So that you're not just praying for the people you're potentially inviting, you're also praying for the people that the other guy in your group or the other lady in your group. And so you're just collectively kind of praying and buying in together. Um, and holding each other accountable in that sense. So uh, before we move to the third conversation, Brad, I'm just curious, for you personally, what do you feel like, how does this help what we've talked about so far, maybe avoid some of the pitfalls that people might fall into of not wanting to multiply? Yeah, man, honestly, like you say, you're not legalistic about it, but it definitely gives you a guide of how to do it. Um, and I see, you know, I'm looking at the uh, the resource here, and just seeing that you've got blanks filled out, like who are some potential people in my life? You can put names down. Um, man, just having that structure there makes it a lot easier, especially for the leader to facilitate of trying to. Because, I mean, honestly, when you think about it, that's a, that's a difficult part is how do I multiply my group? So as the leader, man, it makes it a whole lot easier um, to help your people put put names down and then accountability with that. Absolutely. And that's why we've done this because – we realize you've got a million things going on in your own life. D groups is not your main focus of life necessarily, and it shouldn't be. I mean, you've got family, you've got other things going on, and so this guide is there to put these things before you to help just so that you have the tools in place. So those are the first two conversations. Again, that takes place you know, about three months out, back to back. Um, conversation three, we'll say about two weeks after you had this previous conversation. So you know, if you're following it really close, like eight or nine weeks out from the finish, right? Um, but what this looks like and what this conversation is, now you're encouraging them to actually start inviting potential group members. And you may be thinking, why would you invite them to a group that's not going to start for another month or two? I'm telling you, it gives plenty of time because 
there's going to be people who say no. There's going to be people that procrastinate the answer. And honestly, if people say yes, they have a specific deadline to when they can start and be ready and prepared. And if there's any excuses or anything that come up, it kind of gives time to weed that out. And so, again, it's just helping your group to stay accountable before you end your personal group with them and allow them to see that happen. And so um, there's just some practical things on here um, that you kind of cover in that conversation. Uh, but one of the things that you ask is, as you've prayed over your list of people, do you feel like each person or woman, or man or woman that you're praying over is, is spiritually fat or uh, spiritually faithful? And what, if any, concern do you have about any potential members? So the reason you ask that question in this conversation is you may have some people in your group um, that's been praying over names, and they're like, man, I'm just not sure about this person. Walk them through what's the concern, because maybe they're trying to make an excuse to not have to lead, or maybe they have legitimate concerns, and you can say, you know what, maybe this person shouldn't, isn't somebody worth pursuing yet, or you can say, you know what, that's not a big deal, man, like, that's normal, that's going to be the case, pursue anyways, and so it just gives you the chance as a leader to engage with your group members and kind of see where they're at with it, what they're struggling with, and what their expectations are. Um, the last part of that conversation is we have the D Discipleship Group's overview sheet. Um, it's a one-sheet, um, kind of like one-stop shop that explains what a D group is, what to expect, and what the commitment is. And you would hand that out to them so that they could hand that out to uh, the prospective group members. So the whole purpose of this sheet is to hand to somebody that you're considering inviting into the group so that they can see um, and know what they're getting into before they say yes or no. Um, without it being super exhaustive, it's just you know a quick little graphic one sheet thing. It's on our, it'll be on our website as well, um, and it's within this multiply guide. And so that's kind of where you'll stop at that third conversation. So then you get to the fourth and final conversation. This is sort of the end of your goal. This conversation should take place at the last group meeting you have. Um, I will say the first two groups that I led, the first one I did this inadvertently, um, the second one definitely didn't. Uh, we didn't end on this note. And man, this is such a much more encouraging way to end your group time rather than it just kind of cease, is you really want this all to be about celebrating and commissioning your group. So almost like it should almost look completely different, the final group meeting, than what it has. And so what you're doing, you're celebrating. Simply rather than even, you may want to share here journals, that's fine. But certainly instead of accountability questions this last meeting, ask them questions like, how has the group been with you through the peaks and valleys of your life this year? What have you seen God do in your life through this group? What Man, have you seen God sure. do in others? I think even like going back through, like if you keep up with the prayer list with your groups or something, say, look, man, you remember back in September, man, your, your marriage was struggling. And, yeah. and you didn't know, and we were praying for that. And then... Two, three months ago, you shared with us that it's the best it's ever been. You know, moments of just celebrate. Man, remember, you, you were praying for your kid who was just struggling, being very, you know, causing causing problems with, with, with you, and, and you've had to discipline them. And, man, now you're seeing some growth in your child. And, you know, man, I remember praying through that. Finding those moments like that to, to celebrate through your journey with them, that's that's huge. Yeah, and I'm just, I'll have to throw this right back at yeah. you, Brad. Why is it so important that we end that in celebration versus just a normal meeting? Because, I mean, this is what we're, we're about, man. We're about multiplying, and so we want to see the, the, that life change happen, and so one of the things we want to do at Peace Church is always celebrate when life change happens, and so when you see that in your group, man, you're sending them out on a high note. You're sending them out encouraged, and, you know, you're just, you're getting them excited that, you know what, I want to see, I want to be able to see that in these new people that are coming through. Absolutely. Know? Not to mention, you got you know this, like listening, you know, 
because D groups of the length of time that it is, there is like a almost an ordinary nature to it in the sense that you get used to doing it over time and you you almost take for granted how God works in your life slowly over a period of time because you may not have had like some dramatic experience through your D group, but you can look back and say, I used to not really read my Bible and I've read consistently yeah. through the scripture. I've done here journals and wow, like I feel God speak to me now. That's a huge win, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so we want to celebrate the I, I love what Matt Chandler says. And I know Brad always teases me for yes. Loving everything Matt Chandler says, but true story. <laughs> one of the things he says that's so good, he says the Christian life is really uh, like sanctification. Growing in the Christian life is really about long. Why are you using your hands more? You just start talking about <laughs> Matt Chandler and you start acting like him. Like if you've ever seen Matt Chandler, like his hands work more than his mouth does when he speaks. And that, that landing all of planes. a sudden, Aaron has just started moving his hands like crazy. <laughs> this you, is why we don't video record this podcast, right. so you can't see my. He's hand already movement. punched me twice. <laughs> But what he says is, uh, um, he says the Christian life is like long obedience in the same direction, meaning it's not always these major moments where you see growth. It's just small shifts over time. Didn't he steal that from Eugene Peterson that said that? He probably did. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. (laughs) It sounds profound, and he said it, so I'm pumped about it. Um, But yeah, so that's what you're celebrating, right? That's the conversation. And then at the end of the conversation, you're commissioning. So that is where you're saying, because you've already had them invite people, you're saying, who are you currently committed to in your group for this upcoming year? When will your group start? So you already have the expectation because you've already had the conversation and been praying for group members for a while for them that as soon as you guys end, they're rolling off into their new one. Now, understanding like that may not always be how it works, right? But we're just saying you're at least setting them up as best as possible to do it. And so what I would encourage you to do at the back of this guide, there actually is a, um, like a little slip that shows like where they would lead their own group. And you can take that to be knowing how to pray for them as they start their new group. Because now your position as a leader has moved from leading them in the D group to you're kind of mentoring them at a distance, coaching them, being available to them um, when they have questions because you were their leader, right? Yeah. And I think that's a good thing to, to note too, as you multiply, you let them know, hey, look, you're not going to do this alone. Like I'm going to coach you. Yeah. So when you have questions about how do I deal with this, man, I'm right here with you. So you're not just like sending them out and leaving them high and dry. No, man, you're walking through it. So I think even letting them know, look, you'll be getting coaching through this as well. And, you know, that looks like whatever it needs to look like in terms of their needs and your schedule. But think about even how Paul dealt with Timothy and Silas and all these people. When you see him plant churches or send Timothy to a certain church, like at Ephesus, he still writes letters and talks to them. He still is communicating. And so just because they're not personally, physically together anymore doesn't mean they disconnect the relationship. And so you move from being the discipler to more of a peer at that point, which is cool, and and you can kind of see that shift. And so that's the final conversation, and at that point, You've done as much as you can intentionally to help your group to multiply. And as you look back over these last two episodes, you look through this guide, I hope it gives you just some really practical tips because that's our heart in this is just to try to as best as we can equip you to multiply your group and make it as easy as possible. Man, great stuff there, Aaron. So just to recap this episode, that was the third goal, which was to intentionally prepare your group to multiply. You do that by having four different conversations. Conversation one, explain the why who and when of multiplying. Conversation two, identify potential members for your new group. Uh, Conversation three, invite new potential members. And then conversation four, you celebrate and you commission the the D group leaders. 
So hopefully you enjoyed this. We gave you a whole lot of information. So please go get our Discipleship Groups Multiply Guide from our website, or you can contact us and we can have a, a hard copy printed out for you, uh, whichever way you would rather uh, get that. You can have it, but man, it's a great resource. Um, you will want to have it as a D group leader. You'll need it. So download it to your phone or go get the hard copy from the church. And also, if we remember, we will put a link to it in the show notes of this episode. Yeah, if, we remember, if we remember. If we don't remember. Don't hold us to it. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, hey, thank you for joining us for episode 13 of the D Group Leaders Podcast. See you next time. We out.